Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right. Welcome, Girl Chat Sports. It's Wednesday. It's a championship Wednesday. It's a back-to-back -back week. We talk about back-to-back -back a lot this uh, episode, so make sure to stay tuned. Um, Mo and I have got a lot of talked about, especially in regards to our Vegas Gold Nights, our Las Vegas Aces Championship celebration. We're going to talk about some hot topics. We got some hugadores to discuss as well in there, so make sure you stay tuned through all. But first, we want to get to our special guest. Uh, we know she's a busy lady, and we want to welcome her to the show. So please welcome the head coach for the UNLV running uh, for the UNLV Lady Rebels, Lindy LaRock. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Good evening. Yes, absolutely. Good evening. Yes, I'm glad we have finally had you on, and we're especially grateful because we know we're like one week away from the season starting, so we know you've got to be slam packed. Um, and the team has, from sure, been going at it for a while. I know you've been busy since I've caught up with you about a month or two ago. Uh, kind of give us a little take on how the season's going for you guys so far preseason. I I caught this a little bit, and I want you to explain some of it to you, but. Top 25 preseason, you guys have been ranked by the AP, which hasn't happened for UNLV women's team in over 31 years. We also have our senior, Desiree Young, um, on the watch list as well. So what what's your hopes for this season? Talk about the season with us, this coming season. Yeah, well, we've uh, we've been hard at practice uh, for about you know four or five weeks now, um, so we're we're kind of hitting that point in time where we're definitely ready to play some other teams. You know, we're kind of like looking <laughs> around at practice, and it's like, all right, like let, let's play someone else. So I think we're we're definitely ready for that, um, and just to challenge ourselves uh, in new ways. Um, but the last four or five weeks have been really good. You know, obviously our team was here during the summer. So we got to kind of get to know each other and get on the court, but it's pretty relaxed. And then, you know, school starts and, and we kind of hit the ground running, you know, pretty quickly. Um, obviously there was a preseason stuff that came out and, you know, it, it's great. I think other than that day that it came out, this is probably the only other time that I've talked about it, you know, <laughs> but um, we're grateful and, and honored to just kind of be recognized by our peers and the media for, you know, the success that we've had the last couple of years and recognizing the talent that we still have on our team and our, you know, kind of our ability to try to do it again. Um, you know, I think the, the graphics that you showed are, are kind of along the same lines. You know, I, we got a couple of votes in the preseason, you know, rankings, which is, again, just I think that's, you know, fun, you know, and kind of for our fans and our and our families that invest a lot and kind of know how good we are, but always say that, you know, if any, if everyone could just see. So I think to just get some of that national record recognition is um, we're grateful for that, but, you know, we still haven't even played a single game. So we know there's a lot of work to be done. And then with Desi, you know, the Lisa Leslie award watch list is um, you know, it's a positional award to the best uh, center in the, in all of division one basketball. Um wow you know, on the women's side. And so there, they not, there was, I think a 20 person list and, you know, we're, we're really proud of Desi. And I think obviously we know how good of a player she is, but yeah. um, she deserves kind of that recognition, frankly. And I'm, I'm really happy for that because she's, she's the only mid-major player on the whole list. Um, so, wow. you know, and I, I think that's a testament to her, to our team. Um, and, you know, I, I think she deserves that recognition. So, other than that stuff, um, yeah, we're about a week away from tipping off. We've got a, a you know an exhibition game a week from today, so 
we like to kind of just think of that as a little bit of a dress rehearsal, but we'll be in uniform and we want fans out there and, um, you know, we'll be, we'll be ready to go. Uh, and then, you know, kind of officially is when, uh, we tip off the following week. So November 6th, I think that is, okay. um, it's a Monday, but yeah, it, it's right around the corner. So right you know, around the corner, it felt like a long time <laughs> and here we are, it's, it's right, right in front of us. You know, with um, there were some departures last year from last year's team, and then you've of course you've got Desi that's still there, and players that have remained. But you've also got some new and some new ladies on the team. Um, so what have you done over the course of the summer and this and and this uh, early fall so far in getting everybody back on the same page, adjusting to the new lineups, and, and getting, you know, I. I'll put it up there too. This was another one I saw on your guys' page. You got a co-freshman of the year up here, which I mean, you know, I guess you don't see it too often in the UNLV um, aspects as far as the accolades all the time. And so it's great to see these for the women here in Las Vegas, for the Lady Rebels. What is that you're doing with these new talent that you got on the team? What can we expect this season? <laughs> yeah, well, we have high expectations, as, as I think a lot of people have for us, which um, we're excited about. But I think and from the personnel on our team, I, I think the biggest thing that we're um, you know, proud of is that other than graduation, everyone returned. Um, you know, we Love had we, everyone that was on our championship team. If they didn't graduate, they came back. And I think that's a testament to our team, the culture, their camaraderie. Um, their chemistry and, and their love for one another and, and kind of the experience that we're providing them. Um, so in addition to the returners, then we added four freshmen and a transfer, um, mm. which we're really excited about, all, all five of them. And so, you know, the the seniors that we did have graduate, you know, they played some big roles. Uh, Essence Booker at the point guard and Justice Etheridge, you yeah. know, kind of one of our mainstay wings. And so, um, you know, really this summer is just kind of, really getting to know a lot of these new players that we have, you know, obviously we recruited them in high school or, you know, saw them play, but you know, when they're kind of under your own nose, you, you, you see different things and we, we just got to get to know them and, and their skill sets um, and kind of just see the shape that our team's going to take again, obviously with those, those two senior guards that graduated um, there's opportunity out there. And I, I think people are ready uh, but they've never played those roles. So it, it's just, you know, some of that's just going to take some time and, you know, we're working through it. And I think, you know, the biggest thing is we have so much talent on our team. I'm really excited. I mean, our team is really good. Um, and, you know, we get rowing in the same direction and put all the pieces together. We, we can be really good. It's still early, but we have all, we have all the talent we need. We There's not like, oh, we wish we had this skill or that athleticism like we, we have a little bit of everything which is exciting for me as a coach yeah, well it's great. exciting for the fans too you know yeah, for is. us to be able to know that this is because you guys have won back-to-back -back, uh conference regular seasons as well as the tournaments for the mountain west which so again with our back-to-back -back theme here um <laughs> You can't, I mean, that's, that's been a, a miraculous journey for you guys. What does that mean as far as for you guys and like women in sports? Well, I want to yeah. piggyback on that oh. question as well. Yeah. You also, Coach Lindy, are known for having um, a lot of your students in the academia side of as well as playing sports because, you know, GPAs, let's talk about it. A lot of these athletes that play in sports, their GPAs are of the bare minimum. You give them C average, they qualify. Your ladies have exceeded, exceeded to the point where they're at 3.4 to 3.5, they've been on the Dean's list. 
um, with what Mel's saying and what I'm asking as well, how does that all make it, how do you make that work? You come from academia yourself, but how do you make that work and these girls strive for success? Because I've never seen anything like that where you're pushing as well for them to academically be successful in the, as well as having their game be a success. Yeah, well, for, you know, I appreciate you you making the connection because it's really important to me. It is. Um, and because that's important, we, we make it a priority. Um, and we do that in recruiting and getting to know, you know, these high school players, not just as basketball players, but as students, you know, checking their transcript um, and knowing those things. Because culturally, like for our program and our culture, um, the way we play um, kind of the intensity, the focus, the concentration that our style of play requires. Um, we'd like to think that like you, you've got to be able to do both um, and on the court and off the court, because, you know, I've got the saying of, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything. And right. I think, you know, you study in the classroom, you take that seriously, you, you perform well on exams, on tests, um, you know, that just doesn't happen in one space in your life. A, a lot of times those things carry over into other areas. And for us, it's basketball. You know, if you're going to study for your test, then I can trust that you're going to study our scouting report for a game, you know, and if you mm -hmm. can perform under pressure and, and do well and on an exam, it's, you know, similar to knocking down some free throws when we really need them. Um, so, you know, not that that's the end all be all or, you know, right. but we, we put an emphasis on it and we have great academic advising, you know, support at UNLV, which, which allows us to do that. Um, and, you know, and we talk about it a lot, frankly, um, if you're not doing your homework, you're not going to practice, you know, because wow. the practice like is a privilege, you know, and so, uh, for life after basketball and, and just Absolutely. life in general, you've, you've got to be, you got to, you know, do it all. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And for like the new players that have come in, I mean, the ones that have been here for all that know your program, that know how you handle things. Coming to Las Vegas, I mean, we see how other people, even those that are professional athletes, get in trouble out here. How is it that you help maintain these ladies and kind of focusing not so much on what's happening outside of UNLV because there's a lot going on, but maintain work on the studying, work on the academia, and work on the on the court as well. Well, I think that's probably a little bit of the biggest difference between like our student athletes and the professionals is that they don't have school, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, they, they don't have anything else to worry about really other than right. their sport. So now they dedicate a lot of time and energy and effort into that, but um, they have a lot of downtime and, you know, and they find their own ways to spend it for, for us is, you know, and as college students is you, you have to get certain grades or you're not eligible. You have to, and for us and our team of you've got to perform and, and be a good student, you know, abide kind of by all of the code of conduct. There's, there's a little bit more, you know, checks and balances, I think, you know, for a college student than there is a, a professional student, a, a professional athlete who, you know, obviously kind of lives to their own devices and, and whatever they want. So um, I'm grateful our, our players have school and that kind of, I think, keeps them in check and keeps them busy. You know, they, their their time is is occupied from, you know, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. And it's not just basketball, but it's right. studying and discussions and class and tutoring. And, you know, um, they learn pretty quickly how if they got to manage their time um, because it's precious. Otherwise, like, 
you know, you, you got to be able to sleep and eat and, and do all those things too. Right. Yeah. Do you think you've got a new athletic director now, um, different from what we've had in the past? Um, how has that support been and what's it look like as far as the landscape of things? Despite, despite the wins, what's that support looking like for his direction and what he's actually challenging all these coaches for all the different teams that we have with UNLV right now? And then including yours, what's what's his direction, his vision in that? Well, I, I think first off is just the support is is tremendous. And obviously, you know, you could say, well, it's easy to support us. We're winning, you know, but I think even, um, you know, just the day to day and and I think his leadership and, and guidance, you know, obviously we're talking about Eric Harper, our athletic director. Um, you know, he, he's a good person, you know, and um, it sounds like that maybe that's silly to say, but, you know, obviously athletics is a major business operation and mm -hmm. a lot of money, a lot of stakeholders. Um, and so sometimes like being a good person can get, you know, overlooked or it can, it can change. And so I think he, he's, he's so, you know, authentic and real and um, cares about people, you know, from the highest paid coaches to, you know, the staff that's working the concession stand to make sure that we're still providing a good experience. I think he really sees that whole picture. So for, for us and our, in our team, and I think especially the women's sports, like we feel loved, we feel supported. Um, you know, he, he's got great communication um, and, and check-ins, not just like when he needs something, but um, you know, and I think that's, that's really important and kind of to have that transparency and, be able to be real and authentic um, and, and engaging, you know, is, is important because it could be, it's easy to be kind of distant, you know, when you're at the right. top, it's like, Oh, you know, talk to my assistant or yeah. you know, <laughs> go, go through these people before you get to me. And, and he, he's not like that. So we're really That's grateful good. for his support That's and he likes great. ice cream. So that, that helps. Oh, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have a question. I know you know Miss Ballandy. Miss Ballandy had asked, uh, with the loss of Essence Booker, who will be the tool the team look to to replace those points and that leadership on the team? Yeah, well, um, you know, one of the graphics you showed was Kiara Jackson as six women of the year last year, yeah. and then she was preseason first team all conference. And I mean, obviously, I had to kind of put the nominations out there, but it, th those are our peers that voted that for her. So I think it's pretty clear, um, you know, that she's going to kind of fill in and, and step into that point guard role. Um, now she's very different than essence, a different player, kind of different skill set. Um, but she's had the, you know, the last two years to kind of really learn and, and, and feel that. Um, and so now she's stepping into it. She's got the experience she's prepared and she just needs to continue to learn and, and do it her own way. You know, I joked with her the other day of, you know, you're not Robin anymore. Now you're Batman, you know? Yeah. And, and so, uh, and, and that's good, you know? And, yeah. and, and so she just, the, the longer we kind of go throughout the season, I know she's going to continue to flourish and, and lead our team. So, um, you know, will she score as many points or, you know, I, we'll, we'll kind of see how that all plays out, I'm sure. But when it comes to leading the team and who's going to be dribbling the ball down the court, it, it's going to be Kiera. She's going to be, you know, commanding the floor and, you know, she'll, she'll, you know, she's already kind of in my head already of like, we're, we're thinking <laughs> on the same page. So I yeah. like that. And, you know, when the, when the game's on the line where the ball's going to be in her hand. 
That's awesome. great. That I is. love it. So something that me and Mo have talked about before is kind of like, you know, that your coaching style, how you, how you get along with your players, we've seen it and just how it worked with the aces and Becky Hammond being there, how those women seem to really work with what she's doing. Do you, and similar for you, having been a player, having been in the right. same level as these, as these ladies have been, do you feel like that's something like an advantage for you? Cause you know, you've been, you've played the D one level, you're coaching the D one level, you know, you're still, you know, you're not like an older gentleman in his sixties doing it. So you have more something that you can understand and kind of vibe with. Maybe they respect it more. I'm not sure, but it seems to have worked for you as well, just as well as for Becky. How does that, what do you think about that kind of dynamic between a coach player? Yeah, well, I think, you know, maybe that could be a similarity for Becky and I right now, just kind of where we're at, like, you know, right we're really relatable to our, to our teams and to our players right now, you know, like the older I get, then the age gap between myself and, and players will continue to grow. So that will like change and shift and the same goes for her. But, you know, I think it, it's just, I think that's important, you know, um, obviously, like you said, I, I played at the division one level, but I think more than anything, I've also played every role on the team. You know, yeah. when I was in college, I was a starter. I was a, bench player that never saw time on the court. I kind of played, you know, on, on the middle of the bench where it was like I could play a bunch of minutes one game and then not get in the next game. So, you know, obviously at the time, the, those times were frustrating, but I think that's where I can um, – I, I try to use my own personal experience to, you know, help help guide our team and, and keep them really connected and, and valued at, at every role. Um and just know what they're going through. You know, uh, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't the leading scorer only on our team, you know, actually I never was. So, you know, I can't relate to Desi. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I was never <laughs> the leading scorer, you know, I wasn't the leading scorer since probably high school. So, you know, that was a long time ago, <laughs> but um, you know, and I think Be it's similar for Becky, right. And just her connection with the players and the trust that, that that's built, you know, she was, she was a great player. She's one of the best to ever play, but, you know, her, her path wasn't easy, you know, and so she was small or she was undersized and, you know, not athletic. And so I think she, she probably could say that she's played a lot of different roles on the team too, that can help her understand her own team better. Absolutely. Okay. And, um, you know, coach, I got to ask, um, did you ever think this was going to be your destiny? What got you to the love of basketball? What got you to the love of the game? Because what you majored in and what you graduated in and what you mastered in, it's nothing to put, it, it is somewhat applicable to what you're doing, but it's not the career that you've chosen. You've chosen this coaching career and you found a love for basketball. What started all of that from the beginning? Yeah, well, I think, you know, you, the educational piece is interesting, right? You know, right. I, you can't really major in basketball and I guess maybe you, you can now major in coaching <laughs> or, or some, something of the like. But, um, you know, I, I was exposed to basketball at a really young age. Um by my parents, you know, and my dad was a high school um, teacher and, and coach here in town. And so I was grateful to just always be in the gym and, um, you know, around the game. And so I think as I, you know, kind of fell in love with the game as a player and then figuring out, well, what would I want to do with, with my life? And, you know, I, I, I love my childhood, I thought like my parents are obviously the, the greatest people ever. You know, I think mm -hmm. they're the best parents ever and they're both school teachers. And so, you know, I wanted to emulate that. 
And so teaching, I think in general, was something that I always knew I wanted to do. Um, my university didn't have an, a teaching undergrad, so that was, or an education undergrad. So if I, you know, could do it over, then that would probably be what I did. But I think teaching is, I kind of always knew that's what I wanted to do. And then basketball is just an, uh, a different classroom. And yeah, so right. uh, that's kind of where I've put, I guess you could probably call it two, two loves together of, I, I love teaching. I love, um, you know, helping and, and impacting others. And then I love basketball. So then ha I put them together kind of by coaching. If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, amen. Amen to that. And speaking how, of, uh, I got to know how yeah, she's doing. Definitely. How's she, how she taking all this in with the girls and how's she doing? She's great. She's great. I think my husband's uh, putting her down down for bed here. Um, okay. <laughs> now, so, but she'll be, she'll be a year old next week. Oh my is, God. I know. Which is, I took yeah. some pictures oh. off here. There we go. Yeah. So, talk about though, not only being a, you know, a championship coach, a coach of the year, a wife, a new mother. A mother. How, how is it that you balance all this? Right. While still recruiting, while still going to events and functions, like how we met you there. It's just, where do you find the time? Um, I think I've, I've tried to be really intentional. I think I was even before I was a, a mom. Um, but I think it, if anything, it, it really has made that even bigger in my life of just being really intentional with my time. And then you know, and when I'm somewhere to just be really present, you know, if I'm at home, then be at home and be present with Ellie and play with her and make her dinner. And then when I'm at work, I need, I need to be at work um, yeah. and, and do that. And when I'm on a date with my husband, cause you know, <laughs> our time is limited now, then I need to be really present. And because we don't know when the next time we're going to go on a date, you know? <laughs> um, so I think that's it. That's kind of been maybe the biggest thing and, or, you know, how I do it all is, um, you know, there's no, I'm not perfect. Um, and there's a, a lot of probably even better moms out there, but I, I just try to similar to coaching. If I just, I try to do the very best that I can that day and be really intentional with my time. Um, try to plan it out. You know, that always helps, you know, just trying to plan a little bit. Um, and yeah, just being really present and intentional and, you know, you can beat yourself up for a million things almost every, every day, but, you know, I think just try to do the next right thing of, of whatever that might be and, you know, be a good mom and be a good coach and a good wife. And, right. um, you know, some days are going to be better than others. And then you try to be a little bit better the next day, you know, so that's kind of my approach, but I think just being really intentional and present with my time has kind of been the biggest, um, you know, thing that I've kind of really focused on so I can be, you know, as good as I can at all the different roles. And part of public opinion, you know, a lot of people, you still have those naysayers out there about the women's sports, especially women's basketball, not taking it seriously, be it college, be it WNBA. Um, we've seen Clayton, Caitlin Clark do what she did. We've seen what you ladies have done. Um, have you seen more of a growth of support or a quash of the naysayers or just kind of omitting what naysayers say to prove them wrong or just to drive you even harder what is your take as far as the growth of women's basketball as it stands right now and the looks that we're getting in the national televised 
um, media attention that is, that's become of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's amazing. Um, just even the last two or three years, the growth and broadcasting and production, um, availability, visibility, exposure, all of that. And to be honest, we even see it at like the grassroots level when we're recruiting um, over the summer and all the different, you know, AAU tournaments and things. Um, you know, there's more girls involved than there ever has been. And I think that's important and trying to keep them there is, is important. Um, but I, I just, I think it's, it's so positive to where, you know, like you said, the naysayers now, you know, it's a little, it's nice that maybe some of that script has been flipped where it was, yeah. you know, the, us of the minority were the ones that we had to fight, fight and really speak up and speak up loud for the whole room. Cause we might be, you know, the only one in there. And now it's flipped to where, you know, there's rooms that are positive. And if you're going to be the one to bash it, like now people are at looking at you, like you're crazy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, people have their opinion and that is what it is. But, um, I think just the growth of, of the game exposure, it, it takes everyone, you know, and, and whether you're the, player or the coach or the fan or the business owner or you know just the mom or whatever it may be um everyone kind of plays a part in that and right it, it's it's just really exciting i mean obviously here in town with us and the aces and yeah. it's just like it, it it's it it's motivating too you know it is. Um, it's a real yeah. sports mecca these days you know and it to is. have all this and learn all the basketball and the au tournaments that come here as well and you've got all the d1 basketball tournaments and you've got everything else that's coming to the city it's just amazing to see the power of sports and especially the women in sports i know you guys had like a little team watch party for the aces championship game which was wonderful to see we'll kind of share that together um you know, what does it mean for you and the team to know that, you know, these other women are doing great things in the city? And what does it do to encourage the team to maybe want to go out for your own, like, repeat advice there, even say, you know, I mean, to be really pushing that limit to, to keep striving for higher? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you said it like Las Vegas in general is is like the sports capital of the world really right now. But how I think it impacts us is, I mean, the aces are so great because we have access to them. Right. You know, and yeah. I think that we try to do that and have access to the high school, the community that looks at us the same way we look at the aces. You know, I think that's all part of the the growth, the development of the game. And so, you know, um, again, like them winning, of course, it's like there were no bigger fans than us. And yeah. because it's a little bit of like the the more attention they can get, then, you know, if we can steal a fraction of that, great. You know, um, I feel like you have. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I mean, there's, there's, there's women's basketball fans here in town, yeah, you know, and, absolutely. Largely, and, and you could say largely because of the aces, which is I'm, I'm cool with that, you know, like, and then come check out one of our games and you might become a fan of ours too, which is, which is all positive. So, um, you know, I, I think you know, the ACEs as the organization, they've been, they've been really um, outreaching, you know, in the community, they've been um, a great partner with us. And, and, um, you know, so we're, I think our, our players were, we're fortunate to kind of have a little bit of access to them, which kind of gives us, you know, the same, you know, humbled feeling that it's our duty to be accessible to the people that look at us that way too. That's why we have a camp. That's why we, right. that's why we, you know, hang out on the court after the games and stuff, because 
it, it's meaningful and impactful. So as a, and if I'm coming from a fan perspective, one thing me and Mo love to represent is also a fan's perspective because we both are diehard fans, fans and teams yeah, and groups absolutely. we love fans. And I grew up here. UNLV was my only university. Of course, I'm going to be team UNLV all day. You know, I'm not going to name names, but you guys play at Cox and there's another team that plays at Thomas and Mack. And with your guys' success over these last few years, we're just curious, like, are we going to get a chance to the Lady Rebels, you know, be at Thomas and Mack to play any games this season? Yeah, absolutely you are. Um, which is uh, exciting, you know, and I, I, I hear, I hear all that. And I think it, it's all great, mainly because we had two sellouts last year, you know, in yeah. Cox Pavilion. Yeah. And that's huge. The first ones ever in, in school history. And so, you know, like I've got a plan in place for that. And our administration is totally supportive um, this year, you know, our marquee, but I think it's important to be strategic you know, because it is about providing and trying to have a great atmosphere um, for our team. And so we have to continue to build that fan base and and have people come and come back and come back for more. Um, So, um, you know, but for this season, you know, our our schedule is out and we're we're, our marquee home game is we're playing Arizona, you know, a a big team that we played a couple years ago in the tournament. You know, they're just across the desert and we're playing them in Thomas and Mac. Yes. On a okay. Saturday. Yeah, the first, first Saturday in December. And frankly, you know, I'm like kind of testing our people. I'm testing the community of like, you know, you see the the volleyball playing in the football stadium and having yeah. 90,000. You yeah. see, you know, Iowa in the football stadium, <laughs> they had 55 or something. And I'm like, right. okay, well, like what's stopping us from getting 10, 12, 13,000 in the Thompson Mac for this game. You know, it. you kind of need a perfect storm. And I think this is one, you know, yeah. it's a two o'clock game on a Saturday. Football's done. You know, there's the men aren't playing and, you know. Look, uh, like, me and Mo are going to be circling this in our December. Absolutely. Or, and, you know, yeah. we've got a lot of alumni out here that are just diehard UNLV running Rebels. So why not? You know, yeah. they live for Absolutely. a lot of these games. They live for going to TNM, you know, and yeah. then the students that show up and how's that reception been with the students, you know, the students, you know, you have your band and that sometimes playing with the other teams, but how has the student reception been to you guys um, as far as part of that sellout and just for even your regular season with the games, how's the student um, attendance been for you guys? Yeah, I think it's growing. You know, I I think I, I appreciate the effort of our marketing department to try to reach students. I mean, you, you know, UNLV is a commuter school, um, and so students yeah. can live all over the valley, and you know, and and so you got to kind of create a draw to to get them here. Other than you know, sometimes just the game. Um, yeah. So we're we're trying to be really creative and innovative, and um, the students that come, I know, have a great time. Um, I think some of our best support is from other student athletes. You know, wow. um, yeah. that's great. You know, the volleyball team is like always sitting front row heckling the that's other great. team, football <laughs> and, you know, uh, uh, soccer. And there's there's a lot of other student athletes that come, which that's I think awesome. that's the art. It starts mm-hmm. with, you know, supporting other student athletes. And then, you know, we want to continue to reach out to our, our student population, especially, you know, the young ones, the freshmen that kind of do have to live near and around campus. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, because if you can get them early, then a lot of times they'll come back. So they'll keep um, coming. Great. 
Yeah, we, we've tried to do that. But, you know, obviously we, we always think there can be better and more. And so Absolutely. we're, we're going to continue to work on that. I'm going to try it. Let's go for well, more sellouts this year. Too. I sure. mean, we went to a game last season. And I had a great time. And I thought it was just exhilarating to see the ladies really play up and play ball and be defensive and be very strong offensively. I mean, all of the moves and all of the units that you had out there, I mean, were very much so highlighted with special talents. There was not an untalented player you had on your team. They yeah. all brought something. And not and to downplay Cox. Cox is a great arena. Like you yeah, guys so really, it's a great seating, very intimate. Everybody yeah. has a great view. We just right. would love to see it on a bigger stage. Just like you know, oh, Ace has got to play at T-Mobile and have a little bit of a bigger stage. We'd like to give the yeah. opportunity and, and see the Lady Rebels. But we know your time is limited. We want to get you yeah. out. Before you go, I do want to just let you talk a little bit about this that's happening this weekend. So you got the Halloween Spooktacular. Uh, this Saturday, it looks like a trunk or treat with Lady Rebels. And so give us a little bit about what's happening here on Saturday from five to seven. Yeah, well, um, this will kind of be, you know, for our season ticket holders or the fans or you guys or anyone. This is like your first sneak peek into seeing the team on the court. Um, so we like to do also a family event with it. Last year we did a carnival. So this year it's kind of so close to to Halloween. We're like, well, let, let's do a trunk or treat. So um, it's from five to seven. So the first hour from five to six will kind of be out in the plaza area in front of the Cox Pavilion, Thomas and Mac, and we're going to have cars out there and there's going to be snow cones and popcorn and nice, games. Nice. So our team will be out there in costume. We want, you know, all of the families and their young children or anyone to dress up in costume and come hang out with us. Okay. And then the second half, um, kind of right at the six o'clock hour, I'm going to send the team in and put their, put their shoes on and put their practice gear on. Um, and then, you know, have, have an hour practice to where, um, our fans can kind of see us on the court and what this team looks like and see some of the new faces for the first time and, um, you know, kind of get your first opinions of everyone. Um, and yeah, there's, there's obviously, um, all the stuff beforehand, but for season ticket holders, kind of the giveaway item was the replica jerseys, So those can be picked oh, cool. up. There'll be a photo awesome. booth and, you know, so just a really fun, engaging, you know, kind of event with our fans, uh, will be on the court and you know it's close to halloween so yeah might as well be in costume for we a little love bit. it we love halloween like too that. so that's and great I love halloween halloween is my favorite holiday by the way. My yeah i'm, I'm, I'm up there with you so. so yeah i know <laughs> our team will be in costume because i'm i'm requiring that so oh okay. yes and yes. do you know what you're dressing up as or you're not going to disclose it Oh, no, no, we, we do. So like for this event, I'll, I'll have a costume, but then we kind of do a team costume okay. practice. Okay. And it's always like a big surprise. Our, our staff is really kind of outperformed our team in the costume, but they, they swear <laughs> their costumes are going to be better than us this year. So, you know, like we'll, we'll see. I like on the, the competition. I like the competition. Keep it. Yes. Quiet. That's great. I love it. That's great. Yeah. Lindy, thank you so much. We miss, we wish you the best yes, success thank this you, year. Lindy. We hope to see the ladies go even farther than they've been before as far as even in the tournament. Should you guys get there as well? We're hoping for it. We're hoping for three Pete. We're hoping for the sellout crowds. We're hoping for all the love and support that the city and others can give you guys, the Lady Rebels. And we appreciate your time so much. And um, yeah, best wishes, please. We'll catch you this season. And yeah. miss those cheeks of Ellie's for me. I will. <laughs> I will. Thank you. Thank, Thank you guys you. so much. Thank it's great you. To, great to be with you. <laughs> Bye. Yes. Coach Lindley LaRock. Man. Yes. I'd Amazing. say UNLV's 
best and finest out there in the world of collegiate sports, especially women's sports with the women's basketball team. Yeah. She has truly made her mark, uh, not only um, on court, but off court. And uh, yeah. Amazing. I mean, great talk to her. Thanks for everybody that joined the chat on that. Um, Really appreciate you guys. Tune in. You really can't. I'm ready. I'm ready for this season. I'm ready to see more Me games. Too. I'm excited about that TNM game. Like I need Man. all hands. And here's deck. the kicker: F1 will be done by then, so that we won't exactly. get to deal with that so BS. So traffic should not be a, a excuse yes. or an issue to get over there. Yeah, because that's mm-hmm. that's. Listen, I'm hyped. Hey, you I'm know, very hyped. you're riding a wave. You're riding the wave. You're riding the wave. Last season, the right. game last season was so much fun. Man, 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 man. So, what else we got up on the mark tonight? You know, there's a lot. There's always a lot. We got to get into the aces. We got to get into the aces. We got to get into the aces. So, of course, our aces won the championship. We talked about it last week on a live, which a lot of people watched our YouTube and are really excited about it. So it was great to see. Um, we got to get down there in the celebration. We enjoyed our time. You know, we got to see a lot of, <laughs> we got to see a lot of great stuff. We watched a little bit of the parade. Um, here's just a little, let me see if I can find just a little bit of the intro where Buckets rolls in. He was on low riders for the beginning of it, as well as the women on there on the third bus. Oh, Mo left. <laughs> that was the parade, the beginning of it. There was a so much more. We got to see um uh, we we got to see Sydney. Sydney was Yes. Sydney, Sydney was, was live the entire celebration. I don't know who what brand of power cord she has or how many she has, but in this video you see it's a big one, but this one was live for the entire thing. So just what to say, what to say, what to say. Sydney, do it. Okay. okay. And what else? <laughs> yeah, they were turned. They were lit. It went rightfully so. You would be if I want a back to back and the rings Absolutely. and things that are coming is going to be probably just the most dazzling. You notice how big, how much bigger the trophy was compared to last season. Hello. So imagine that ring, ring is going to be even bigger. Well, and Asia mentioned it. She mentioned like the first ring was fly, but the second ring about one, to be this one, fire. This one, this one is going to be, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready Listen, to see that we've movie. got more Kelsey Plum cigar picks. Everybody had their back-to-back swag on. Big shout out to Clever Shirt. They he basically lined the whole group on whatever they wanted from Asia's shirt, which just had the voting in the back of it for the MVP voting. Asia vote, even shouted out the one person who 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 voted her fourth. Um, I think he did Chelsea's shirt, uh, Jackie's shirt. 
and yeah, a few others. Yeah, you guys so. You guys need to follow Clever Shirts with a K Absolutely. on Instagram because he can hook up. And I don't know who did CJ's little outfit, but she had her nice little I gown either, on. But I don't need her to stop talking about taking and having to take Tank's shirt off when he was like. I heard uh, she was. Uh, I heard show. she was very um, thirsty when Tank showed up. So here's yeah, the deal. Yeah, like, celebration like, ends show. about. The celebration ended about 6 36 45. The plan was for two chains to be on and to be over at seven. They announced about 6 45 ish, seven, that he wouldn't be there for 30 minutes because his PJ was late. So I had to dip. I It was happening. But I know they treated the crowd like it was Dre's and we had to wait till four in the morning for some artists to come out. So right. And then they threw on Tank. Singing love tank. songs. But slow, <laughs> slow ballads, love ballads. And, and, you know, can't even get explicit with the one that's the most popular and current song that's on the radio. Then she's asking for the shirt to come off. Not once, not twice, but multiple times. And he's like, your kid's here. I'm just going to sing not taking those shirts <laughs> off. But 2Chainz finally showed up. And from what I say on reviews of everyone that were, was yeah. still there, it was uh, it was very, very lit. It just went from zero to all the way to 120. Um, not even 100. We'll give it more. Um, that it yeah. just was turned the crowd all the way back It up. just, you know, there was too much of a gap where a lot of fans started. There was still a good amount of fans there because they say that tens of thousands of fans were there. I don't know the exact number. But a, a good majority, like I'd say like a good quarter to half had left in that stagnant time where they didn't have nobody. I mean, nobody. a weeknight and it's getting late and you do have the kids and they've yeah. got school the next day. So I get but it. But it's just nice to have it end. end where the fireworks were. When the fireworks yeah, ended after the fireworks, let the ladies come down the red carpet again, give everybody hugs, surprises, whatever. But then, you know, you saw the end of Sydney's live after everything. It wasn't nobody really around. Them. There was a handful of people, but there wasn't. It was time to go, you know. Shout out to raising canes the, too for supplying those girls with food because I yeah. was mad that they were caniacs. I like canes too. They were able to grow on their. Oh, I will say drink. this. I don't know how. I don't know how long it took them to get this together, but they need to take more time for future parades because I will say this: the T-shirts they gave out, the the towels they gave out, were re all recycled. There was no year, no world championships, no back to back, no nothing. Even the first year they had world champs t-shirts they were tossing out. I don't know what the they were reason was for the rush of this, but you know we complained <sighs> when it took two weeks. Then when right. we get it immediately, we're complaining that they should have waited. So we don't know what the even medium for that, and it probably was unexpected because even like them, I felt like the organization thought they were going to a Friday game. Five, yeah. So I'll take it. Whatever the celebration can be. I, I mean, it was great. It was, you know, seeing the fireworks, in. all the, they had probably 30 times as much confetti than they did the first year. I'll say yeah. that much. Listen, <laughs> hey, I'll take it. You know, if anything is not interfering yeah. with that Formula One and I was going down the strip seeing how that was looking, it's coming together very strong and very fast and it looks really good. Within two weeks, you got that event going. So it's fine. And like you said, right. you know what the girls have planned after the season? Asia hurt her wrist. We still don't know what that's all about. And Someone not for nothing. She's playing with a bum thumb the entire finals. Oh, my God. And then not for nothing, they got Usher coming up. Usher has responded. He has answered. He has invited them to their show. They got plans. Yeah, they got plans. He had a whole video, you know, because Asia was calling him out last year, this year, nothing, yeah. nothing. He said he was busy, he couldn't make it. 
So then Sydney and Asia got into a little Twitter war. Sydney had mentioned Asia hiss in the group chat talking about we going, we got invited to see Asher. But now that I'm seeing the video, she was invited, which is cool. That's fine. But why lie to your teammates? And so Asia said, oh, Sydney scores two points in game four and thinks she can get Asher tickets now. <laughs> well, the whole team's going now. Oh, for sure. They absolutely. And shout out to, well, he invited the whole team to come. And shout yeah. out to, you know, even after they partied at T-Mobile or at Toshiba, they partied yeah. over at Resort World. Resort World, one of the newer properties, hosted them yeah. at Fuhu. They had a whole thing with that. And I mean, but you know what I was found interesting? There was no Kelsey in the pictures. There was no Asia in the pictures. I'm just wondering if those two went too hard and had to go home and take a nap. Because I, I, I think I, they were there and probably didn't want pictures. I don't know. There was no pic, like not a one in the uh, video. There know. was, I don't know. Don't mean they weren't there. I'm, not gonna say that I'm just, weren't. I, I don't know. I'm just curious. No, no. It was, sometimes it was going a little hard. Somebody got a party. When you're absolutely. Absolutely. You, you, I you're get taking it. enough photos for the night. Now you're in adult time with the after hours of food right. and maybe the club. You may, you know. Yeah. Turn hey. up and be able to uh Asia has some words for the fans. She's definitely says that we we run in it back. It just means that I got a lot more work to do and we coming back. We coming back, baby. We're gonna do this shit again. Let's do this shit. Yeah. I'd like to see the three P. Our, of our, I want to see that three. Of our like, starters, we got everybody till 2025, 2026. Yeah. Um, I think it's only Candace and maybe Alicia that didn't only had one year one year contracts. I'm not even sure if it was Alicia did or not, but I know Candace only one year. So depending on what she does, um you know, gonna, an extension too. We're gonna I don't know. We are gonna have to fill uh we're gonna have to fill the spot for that we don't have. We've been missing and then there's going to be a, maybe a couple moves, maybe, but for the most part, it's the same team going back at it. Oh, well, yeah. Same starting solid five or four. I'll say we'll stay. Yeah. Shout out to anybody that went to see, got their Chelsea Gray autograph today. She was at Dick's Sporting Goods. You had to be there yeah. at nine o'clock to get your tickets and then go. And I was happy that I was able to go last season and get my uh -huh. wonderful Chelsea Gray autograph. Uh -huh. You know, I wanted, I wish I had my bobblehead too to have her sign it, but there was no way I could get to the mall and. Uh -huh. Do that. I just want to know who's going to be on the bobblehead next season. Well, there's a page where you can order a whole bunch of bobbleheads with them holy championship trophies in their white likeness. Oh, really? I haven't opened the box really? of my Chelsea Gray one. I want her to sign it, not open, sealed, <laughs> original perfection. Well, I got all my little, I got all my little Vegas ones open. You know? Yeah, yeah. The only one I have open is my Ico little figurine thing, but okay. I don't, I'm not opening none of my Ace of Well, for anybody else out there that might miss the pop-up shops, there is another pop-up shop pop that's going to be this Sunday at the Ace's Good. headquarters from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So if you missed out, you were celebrating too hard, or the line was too long, that line uh, the was celebration. Long. Yeah. So Sunday will be the pop-up shop at the Ace's headquarters, so make sure you make your way on out there. Yeah, yeah, the Maces boy. The Maces. We got to talk about these guys too. These Gold Knights, 7 0, starting the season. Man, these Knights are on fire. And then they play Chicago Blackhawks <laughs> again on Friday at home. This They're is the best season start to a reigning championship, to a reigning yeah. champion. It's Absolutely. unbelievable. And last game that they won through two, Shia Theodore scored the last goal with under a minute left. It and was, that was a late game, too. That was an 8 o'clock at night game. That game did not end until, like, 10.30-something. 
And shout out to Weeks because he's my hockey guru. Because, you know, I'm still actively learning the hockey world. I know we love our nights. We're trying. So yesterday was the Frozen Frenzy. This is like only happens once in a blue moon where all 32 NHL teams play. They are 16 games. It's all in one night. Hence why we had a late game because there was games on early. There was all 16 games in one night. No this wonder. doesn't happen much. So no one the all-time goals, I think, is 102 goals, which was we did 102 goals last night, which is tied for the third most goals in an all-time single one day. Um, the first game was at 3:30 p.m. with Toronto, the first goal. The last goal was of course Shea Theodore at 11, was at 10:45 p.m. Pacific time. So it was a long, long day of hockey. But that's the frozen frenzy because I you know so frozen frenzy is basically like a red zone for hockey. You turn it on ESPN and you're watching all the highlights from all the games on scoring. That's what I liked. That was enjoyable. Yeah, when my brother told me last night he was going to the night's game, I was like, eight o'clock, you going to do that? He was like, Yeah, I'm gonna be in there. It's like, like, wow, I got this. I got this. Yeah, that was a late night. I was knocked out at 10.30 and saw the update. And, you know, not for nothing who they played. Uh, they're no slouch either. And the fact that, mm -hmm. you know, it was two, two, the, the Flyers? Uh, two no. one the whole time, huh? Yeah, the Flyers. Yeah, the Flyers. I was like, oh, man, are we going to ever score? And then they scored. We won. I'm like, what? Let's Ooh, go. Yeah. Um, we also would be missed if we didn't even acknowledge also, cause we've talked a lot of stuff about them before, but the UNLV football team is bowl eligible. I can't say what bowl that would really be, but now they've been winning six and one props. They've been in that. They got to give them credit. They're six they're and the one only wins that I see in Allegiant. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> they're the only wins. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about your Allegiant team in a sec. No, we're going to talk about uh, Wimby real quick. Wimby's debut is tonight. I'm just going to segue yeah. into NBA real quick because NBA He's season insane. kicked off yesterday. My yeah. Lakers did not do what they were supposed to do against the reigning champs, the Denver Nuggets. Like, I didn't expect them to. But uh, Golden well, AD State. didn't even show up the second half. Well, <laughs> I don't think they could have. I'm more disappointed with Golden State losing by four points against a Phoenix Suns team. Listen, I'm more disappointed in that. I wasn't expecting much from my Lakers, even though our Lakers, we started 2-10 early on in the season. We start out this way, so I'm not tripping. I'm more so driven about Golden State acquiring the Chris Paul and all that and blah. It's Chris and Paul. What are you expecting? In Golden State and lose by four points. But Phoenix has a revamped team. Man, uh, revamped is an understatement. Paul. I did not know they were that loaded. <laughs> I'm saying oh my that God. owner who's putting all the money back. into the Phoenix teams. He's the one that's also building the women's practice facility. Like he's doing a whole sweeping and cleansing in Phoenix. I did not know they were that loaded. And I'm not even talking about the Kevin Durant Panther. I'm just talking about no. all these bigs they got on the team and that can shoot. And I'm just like, yeah, Juice, what what's his name? On? Joseph? Yusuf? I don't remember his name. They got Nurkic. They got, I mean, they just got a squad. They're loaded. I just couldn't believe it. And then I was like, oh my God. So so is there like what's that? Like I'm like, man, fantasy's going wild. Do you have this. highlights? Do you have something for Wemby? I know that Wemby mentioned that he wanted to play every season this year, which I know made Chuck happy because Chuck went on a whole rant during the. You know, first of all, let's 
thank God that NBA on TNT is back because we got to love our guy Shaq uh, and Chuck and Ernie and Kay. But, you know, Shaq went, or Chuck went on a whole rant about low management. And if you can play, you can play. If you're injured, you're injured. Like, there's no in-between. Like, yeah, if you're you, making you don't play with $50 million a year, why can't you not show up for work? Right. Basically, you're getting asked to saying. work three to four days a week, getting $50 million a year. Yeah. You should play. I can't fault him for that at all. I can't. And yes. Wemby's saying he wants to play every game. Let's go, Wemby. Listen, well, watching you know, his highlights play every is... game if he wants to. The Spurs are uh, only up by four points, and Wemby's only scored six. His rebounds mm. right now, as we're looking, is like three. You're yeah. seven foot, sir. Correction. You're seven foot four. <laughs> you are taller than the Joker. Joker stands at seven foot. You're seven foot four. Luka Dantich, who's your other big to go up against, Luca is already in double digits, 16 points. Like they're playing, like you have to understand, Wimby is going to be a swatter, but he's also a freshman coming into this veteran. Well, he also has in. handles too. He has yeah, handles yeah, for his size. Shoot. I just need to see more yeah. points out of him. I, I kind of want to watch this game to see what's going on. But yeah, this was a we'll day. It's a halftime now. We'll be done soon. We'll be able to yeah, catch yeah, that. Yeah. No, worries. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Yeah. Well, it looks like yeah, twelve point twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's his that's, numbers ain't looking that nice, but you know, not nice so far. Freshman. You know, it could be like his first day of school jitters. You know, like it's, it's freshman. It's that's what I'm saying. He's a freshman. It's going yeah. up against these seniors and junior college kids. You know, yeah. it's the same thing. Absolutely. All right. Today, you also share with us that the North Las Vegas is going to be partnering with the Golden Knights. They're going to be working as part of this. Um, the wherever the Fiesta and the Texas Casino used to be that they tore down, so they're using it's going to be like a Hilo, it's called Hilo Park, it's like a mixed use development. They're going to have a hockey center there with like two sheets of ice, holds up to around 3,000 people. There's going to be a hotel, there's going to be residential spaces, restaurants, retail, outdoor spaces, sports bars. Wait for the increase of residential homes, go up another ton. Just so we know clear, this is on Vegas. <laughs> this is like Vegas and Rancho. So I right across like the street from Walmart. Walmart is right across the street. So they haven't torn down Walmart. So all this is gonna go right next to Walmart. You're between Lake Mead and Cary. Yeah. That's where Texas was. Fiesta what? sat on the other side of Lake Mead yeah. and then Vegas Drive. It's going to be a huge metroplex. Like I said, it's going to be an area. Just look for the gentrification in it all. You know, the residential rates is going to go up. A lot of things will probably go up. Oh, yeah, those apartments are going to be for low income for sure. I, I would, they need no, to be. No, that's but, gone. You know, yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And then for them to advertise and say a new sports team is coming to Northtown, that's such a misleading thing. for A new Vegas. professional sports team is coming yeah. to North Las Vegas. No, it's yeah. not. You're getting an ice yeah. rink, okay? You're getting an ice rink. Let's be You're honest. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting an ice drink, so you can have well, practices. Was there because I can't be Say what? This ain't no new. This is about it. But hey, it's wow. still good for North Las Vegas. But it is funny that you know they wanted to make it sound like some professional team was going to be playing out of North Las Vegas because they're not. Well, it looks like the A's <laughs> finally sealed the deal, and they're going to go where the Tropicana is supposed to be. And I saw the mock-up of that last tonight. Here we go. Here we go. Wow. The A's are going to be here. They're coming. I just hope they get that whole stadium filled out. 2028 is when it's supposed to be finished. So we will be having the A's by 2028. So they're going to be at the ballpark most likely playing for a couple years then. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. 
But look oh, at the mock up crazy. of it. It's going to be crazy up there, to too. Yeah, I just wonder if they're going to be misters. I, I don't know how that works. I don't know. Speaking of MLB. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. The Astros are done. The Astros are not <laughs> in the World Series. Y'all done lost so badly that y'all done forced Dusty Baker to retire. Man, Dusty said, I'm done. Dusty Baker, though. He is out. Enjoy your retirement. Have fun in Cancun, fishing, do whatever you want. Out. Although it was surprising, listen, we saw two seven-game ALCSs and an NLCS. So we saw a full seven games, which was pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, it was great baseball, both sides. Unfortunately, the Vegas kid, Bryce Harper, couldn't do it with the Phillies. Oh, they couldn't yeah. Make it. I was happy about that, too. Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. Listen, this team, I <laughs> I didn't even know the Diamondbacks were great until they swept your team. And I was like, wait a minute. How did... As, as a Dodger fan, I will take that honor if they go on to win a World Series. Because I'd be like, hey, yeah. we lost to a team that won a World Series. I'm not... I'm hey. not... I can't be you can't, mad. You can't be, you can't can't be, be mad, mad at that. At all. Oh, gosh. So I'm much. For them. I, hope they, I hope they do well. Our other desert across the way. I hope they do well. Because I can right. say, you know, we lost to a World Series contender. So I'm not going to be shook about that. Okay. What about yeah. your um, your Raiders team? You know, there were some fans out at the Aces game that showed a sign that said, uh, Becky Hammond is the best, fired Josh McDaniel. Shout out to my Raiders guy, Silver and Black, who confronted Mark Davis at the celebration parade with the fire Josh McDaniels, yeah. also signage. Um, mm-hmm. Had a brief little conversation with him uh, of muscling him into, we got winners here with the Aces, but you got this coach here and we've been losing. Um, I'm on the same train with the fire of Josh McDaniels. I think he needs to go. I don't think it's been no secret that he needs to go. I think it's been transparent with the players. Max Crosby literally went up to Rich Bisaccia after the Green Bay Packers game and said, come back to us. We need you. So if it doesn't get no more transparent than that, and then you've got Devontae Adams asking for a trade. Cannot blame him if you're not drafting players. I mean, what is the tie? What's the tie Mark has to him that makes this so hard to do? Because Obviously, Mark loves winners. He loves championships. He wants to come back for three with the Aces. He wants to do more. What's so hard for him to make the move? I think it's contracts. Something. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But we're That's gonna lose wide. one of the best wide receivers in the league if we don't act right. And to the words of Aaron Rodgers, when hey, we'll take him. The Manning brothers throw the ball mm-hmm. to Devontae any kind of way you want it. I bet you he will catch it. That is the type of player Devontae Adams is. It doesn't matter how tight the slot is or whatever. Just toss it. Just toss it. He'll he'll find a way. Trust him to do so. But, you know, the flaming of Josh McDaniels is not as nearly entertaining as the flaming on X of Derek Carr. I'm loving now (laughs) that everyone from Saints World is now seeing the quarterback that we've seen for all of these years. The flaming roasting of Derek Carr Yeah was the best thing that made my Sunday week next to the 49ers. <laughs> That's how I felt about the Niners loss. Like, you know, the Niners loss really sunk in and made the whole championship celebration along with the Niners losing to the Vikings yeah. even more of a great Monday, you know? It did. Um, <laughs> and and behold, it looks like Brock and Jordy's got a concussion protocol. Yeah. There was fans in the comments that were like, when did he get concussed? Apparently, he had started showing signs while he was on the plane, which means Sam Darnold is Good up in Sam Darnold from the Jets. <laughs> the same Sam Darnold 
Darnold that couldn't pull it off with the Jets is coming in for relief. The Niners used to have like six quarterbacks sitting there ready, and now they have Sam Darnold to back up. Well, 49 fans will say, uh, you know, shout out to Goose and Quan. They'll say, oh, it's only a week. Yeah, you don't know. It, you got this. So me and Quan had a conversation. I posted it on my timeline because I was hilarious. I was. I told him. I said, you know, I'm hoping for Coco Chains to come back and show you guys out. He goes, that's not happening. I was like, well, you know, it's gonna. He's like, well, we're not gonna lose. We already lost last week. I said, well, back to back is the theme this week. You know, back to back champs. You're gonna get back to back losses. He was like, yeah, right. Boom. Spoken into existence. They've got the Niners have lost two in a row. Yeah, the only way you're winning with the Niners is if you bet Christian McCaffrey on his um, sportsmanship on the ticket. That's the only way you're making m- money these days is to bet on him. And oh, I'm not betting him at all. Day. I'm not. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's on a run, but not this week. If you got Sam Darnold, I wouldn't bet on C-Mac doing anything. I wouldn't put no kind of plays on his on my ticket for him this week. But he had been on a run. That was the only winning thing he had. Yeah, fantasy-wise, just so you know, Stefan Diggs understands the fantasy owner's pain. He said he's not going to lie. I do feel like, I do be feeling a little bad when I F up on your parlays or your fantasies. But trust me, because I'm trying should. to make that hit. <laughs> you need to, because I have you on my fantasy league. And I was very disappointed in those stats and numbers. <laughs> Bills got owned uh, ridiculously this past Yes, week. they did. Terribly. So Lost the Patriots. I mean, you lose the Patriots is just ah. Raiders even beat the Patriots. I mean, my goodness. I know. But let's talk uh, one thing about we... the Bears uh-huh. one in five, a third string backup <laughs> quarterback from a division two school that we lose to. I don't know what else to say. I had to turn because I just couldn't believe it. My thing is, is he going to take Justin's spot? Because I should probably pick him up instead of Justin now because he's doing better than Justin Fields he was. He's playing very well. He's playing very, very well. <laughs> And then you Detroit know? taking that L didn't help me. I mean, it just was a bad bus week. And God bless that quarterback. He's like a D2 guy. He had 60 people with him in the stands yeah. to watch him because this was his first game. Um, yeah, he, it was it was really cute to watch his, uh, his yeah. speech after the game because he got the team ball. Demolished so. us over 30 points beating the Raiders. 12-12. <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, we also forgot to mention, too, is the Nuggets championship Oh, rings. my gosh. It's amazing. A ring within a ring. First, okay, we saw the Vegas Golden Knights. First of all, shout out to Jason and Beverly Hills because they do all these rings. The Golden yeah. Knights had the, the pendant within the ring, right? Well, yep. the Nuggets now have a ring within a ring. Not to mention you can twist and turn the top of it and it changes the diamonds from like blue to another color, I think. I can't remember exactly the whole so video. So innovative what they do with great jewelry. <sighs> My God. I can't wait to so see the World wanna, Series ring. If you don't want to go too flashy with the big, bold one, you can wear the smaller one just to show that you still got it. <laughs> I like that. I do That like is that. hard. Okay. I saw that ring on Joker's finger last night yes. when they did their rings. It was still huge. I was like, oh, my God. Huge. 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 Yeah, a ring within a ring. Yeah. I said, oh, my gosh. They just, a ring they within a ring is wild. Hey, yeah. a couple quick um, girl power slash, uh, I guess you can say a non-binary power. We want to give it up to Che Flores. Um, yeah. who is the first trans non-binary ref. And this she's meant, or uh, they mentioned that this is just to let kids know that we can exist. So 
they have been um, refereeing in NBA, WNBA, G League, a bunch of different games, and came out. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Don't put me in so, a box. Don't put me in a box. I can still do the same job. Don't right. matter. Good. Good for them. Good for them. We also want to shout out. There is a women's uh, sports power brunch. The fifth annual is going to be here in Las Vegas during yes. the Super Bowl week. So on February 7th, honorees include Las Vegas's own Sandra Douglas Morgan, who will be uh, the leadership award honoree. And as well as her, they will also be honoring uh, Nicole Lynn, who we all know is Jalen Hurd's agent, as many as well as many others, agent and president of Clutch Sports and Football, and the chief executive professional tennis for USTA in the US Open tournament. Uh, Stacy Allister will be getting the Trailblazer Award honoree. Nicole's is the Dealmaker Award honoree. So this is all on February 7th. You can go to uh, Sports Power Brothers to look into tickets for this event during Super Bowl week. Boy, a lot's going to be happening during that week. That week is going to be crazy. Um, We're already over a little over time, but we're going to get into our picks. I did win last week. I bet you did. I picked terrible, and everybody crashed out. Yeah, you did pick kind of bad. but um, Sometimes I do that purposely, though. It happens. You know, it happens. What can we do, right? So we're on to week eight. So just so to make you feel better, because there's so many injuries and everything else right now, there are no by teams this week. So all the teams are playing. So hopefully Good. All that hands helps on deck. manage fantasy. All hands on deck. All hands on deck. Uh, Thursday, we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Buffalo Bills. Of course, the Bills just lost terribly. They are back home playing the Bucks, who are 3-3. Three and three. I'm going to go with the, Buc- the Bills this time. I'm definitely going to uh, think they're going to yeah. redeem themselves, especially back at home. Absolutely. To be... Uh, Definitely a better turnout. So I'm gonna go with the Bills on that. Same. Uh, we've got the Houston Texans who are three and three, surprisingly almost, yeah. against the Carolina Panthers, who are 0-6. Mind you, the only team that is 0-6 and has yet to win a game. Is this the CJ Stroud's been doing his thing though, so I can't knock I still got Houston Texans on this one. Okay. I'm gonna say that, you know, maybe it's the Panthers' week. Yeah, I was thinking that Panthers. too. Oh, and six. I mean, we saw weirder things happen this past weekend. So, you know, right. All right. We got the Rams at the Cowboys three and four Rams, the four, two Cowboys, Jerry's house. Hate to see it. (sighs) No Trayvon Diggs still, right? He's yeah, out. and they got that. What's the guy's the receiver's name on the Rams? The rookie man, he is something else. He had over, I think, over 100 and some yards again last weekend. To Coop, no, not to Coopu. What's his name? To Kakupu. I'm shattering his name up. Damn. <laughs> literally, I- literally. Killing yeah. his name. I'm gonna roll with the Cowboys <laughs> on this one. I hate to say it, but I'm just gonna roll with them. They're at home. And I really don't like to. I don't. I'm not a big fan of uh, rooting for a conference team, but I have to look up the kid's name now because now I just. Yeah. Um, because they've been hyping up Micah Parsons quite often this week, and I just feel like anytime they hype these. Puka players, Puka Nakua. 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 Okay. Puka Nakua. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with. I'll go with. This one. Uh, damn. 
I really want to go with the Rams, but then if they win, then they're going to be back to tie up with us, and I can't have that happen either. So. Right. Yeah. Go against the division, <laughs> All right. girl. Go against the division. All right. Uh, we, the Vikings were just coming off a win. Is Kirk Cousins the official multi-chain guy back? They're playing in Green Bay uh, against the two and four Packers. This is a horrible matchup. It is, but it's also like one of those, you know, Midwest rivalries. So, Pat LaFleur's got to get his team together. I, I don't know what to say. Um, and the Packers just lost last week, too, did they? They did. Yeah, they um, lost to the Broncos. Right. Unbelievable. So I don't know. I really don't I'm know. A roll, I'm a roll with I'm a roll with I'm a roll with uh with Mr. Fifty Chains. Yeah, yeah, he's been on a roll. They put that chain on him last uh week against yeah. the 49ers. Who you got? The chain. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go that way too. Okay. All right. Okay, we got the Saints three and four at the Colts, who are also I'm three these and Colts. four. I'm these Colts. That's sorry, Derek Carr. Like y'all now learning and seeing and Saints. Listen and, and Jonathan, and I uh, go with it, but I'm going against these Colts. And JT's they're playing a lot more now. Yeah, he's getting in. Welcome back. He's getting in. Welcome back. All right, we got the Patriots, uh, who took down the Bills, playing in Miami. I don't think that's going to happen twice. I don't think Mr. they're going to win that. I, I'm going to roll with these Dolphins. <laughs> Five all right, we've got the Jets versus the Giants. You know, the Giants got a win, felt all good about it, uh, but they're still two and five. Jets coming in there at three and three. I think the Jets can beat them. Danny Dimes ain't playing. Yep. And Waller's questionable right now. Immediately. Because <laughs> I did. I picked up Jared Goff. Right yeah. at the time, so I'm rolling. Right. I'm rolling with the Jets. The Jacksonville Jaguars five and two at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers have been on a roll. They've lasted won the last two games. Like, what is going so on with the Jaguars? So they are literally Jaguars. getting into their groove again. And I mean, Trevor Lawrence is that guy, though. It's kind of hard. Man. But I'm gonna go with the Steelers. I'm gonna see what the Steelers do with this. All right, I'm gonna take the Jaguars. All right, we've got the Falcons. People are pissed off that the um, running back hasn't been playing much, said he might have the flu or something or a headache. Against the Titans, who are going to be without um, – what's his they name? They don't have Derrick Henry? No, the quarterback. Ryan Tannehill is not playing. They have somebody – they have their Will Levis will be playing their rookie that they've drafted this year will be most likely starting. I'm taking the Falcons. They're just doing too well yeah. right now. I'm just going to roll with them. Same. We got the Eagles six and one against the Commanders three and four in Washington. I don't think that's going to be helpful though. I don't know if this is going to be a ticket buster or not, but I'm gonna roll with the Eagles on this. Okay. Uh, the Browns are coming to Seattle for the throwback game. We get to all, it's all the throwback jerseys. I almost went home for this. Game. Yeah, I, I, you know, I can't. Never no Deshaun Watson. The defense for Cleveland is great, you know. But yeah, Miles Garrett. I saw him jump home. that box, and that's why he's jumping over folks and being so strong defensively. Um, I still have you guys winning this game just because of where it is and the twelfth man situation. It's the loudest, and, and it's it a throwback crazy. game. We also just picked up game. Frank Clark, who was a previous Legion of Boom member. I'm not Legion of Boom, but he was on the he's uh on. Uh, 
Leaderboom member who we drafted. He went to Kansas so City when legends. it brings with Kansas City. You got all your legends in the building, including ghosts. We'll see how much we'll see how much gas he has left in the tank. Um, Baltimore Ravens at the Cardinals. I, know, Jamal, I, I realize the Car- Cardinals are one and six. I thought they had at least yeah, two. Yeah, but Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. I'm not counting them out. Oh, you're not. I, got, I, I wouldn't no, I'm either. Kind of, I'm going with the Ravens. All right, we got the Chiefs in Denver. Will Trailer show up in the Miracle Mile? Another divisional matchup that I hate because there's two teams in my division that I don't want either well, one. Well, you of know, them. I'm not. You know, I can't root for the the Broncos. So I just... yeah, I don't want to go for them either. I'm gonna have to go with the Chiefs as long as Taylor Swift's at the game. They'll win a game. <laughs> when is she going on tour? When can we stop seeing her in the booth? You'll never stop That's seeing her. I'm this wondering. is the biggest, best money making and influence of getting NFL oh people to watch the game that you never like. This was such a smart money move for the NFL to do this. It's just, it's, it's talk unreal. about script writing. The script writing was. And talk about not to mention the endorsements that Travis Kelsey is getting and the looks that he's getting. He was he was a shadow of a fine man that if you looked him up, then you'd be like, oh. He did gorgeous. grow his beard back, though. He's not just wearing the creeper police stash no more. Well, of he course, had- he's going back to being Trav because now he can get oh, away God. with being Trav and being marketable. Um, you know, you have to understand that the, the NFL went up 3 million in followers because of Taylor Swift. Their 25 <laughs> jumped to 28.5 to, to her 500 million followers she has just because of the influence. Oh, so they're going to let that rock and they're going to keep showing her too because these Swifties are now into football. So yeah. uh, it's a great money marketing thing. I just wonder when the ride's going to end and how it's going to end. It's going to end at Super Bowl because... I'm predicting the Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl just for the fact of Taylor Swift. Oh, God, I hope not. It will be the most watched game because of Taylor Swift. The ratings will be out the window. I mean, it's a marketing genius thing. I I can't be mad at it. But, yeah, Chiefs, I'm going to roll with on that. Uh, Bengals, three and three at San Francisco, five and two. Where is Denver? They're team themselves. Um, So... Is, but they don't have. What's, what's with the Bengals though? I thought this was like a championship caliber team at one point. What? What are we? I doing? know we're getting into week eight. It's kind of scary because Joe Burrow has not gone burr. He's not cold right now. We're at three know. and three. We're at five hundred. Burrow, you better get your ice packs on and start freezing shit up. I mean, it's... yeah, they got San Francisco still favored to win. I don't. I don't really want them to win out of spite. I'm gonna roll with if the Bengals just because. Freaking Sam Darnold, I will be astonished. Plus, I got and the isn't Debo isn't so Debo still it. out or something too? I don't know, but their defense is still on. I'm going. I'm gonna go with the 49ers on it and see what happens. All right, the Bears, the two two and five, but the Chargers two and four. I want the Bears to demolish the Chargers. I really, really do. Uh, speaking okay. of which, uh, my friend Sarah uh, Laura. If anybody's interested, has tickets to that Chargers game. Uh, it is a evening game, I believe, or afternoon game. Sunday night oh, yeah, football. It's a 5 o'clock game. She has two tickets to that Chargers game. Her seat's $110 a piece. She won't be able to go. Chargers oh, versus nice. Bears. You guys okay. can write in on Girl Chat's group page if you're interested. I'll check with her and still see if she has the tickets. But she's selling them a buck ten a piece for Sunday That's night. That's great. Game. That's a great game. Saying all that to say, I hate <clears throat> to hate to hate to go against 
uh, these bears. I would love for them to quash them, but they're not capable of doing that. Maybe Justin doesn't come back in time. They're not able to do it. I'm sorry, with Justin Herbert. There's no way. So I I'm going with the Chargers. Okay. And then we got your Raiders at the We're Lions. This damn game. I'm going with the Detroit Lions. I'm not about to I was going to say, game. I can't really help you on that one, Mo. No, I'm going with Detroit. <clears throat> it would be one of those upsets for Monday if that was the case, that so we could see I would love two upsets it. in I'm a row. I would love it. And I want to say Detroit so the Raiders will be motivated to win because I've yeah. lost all faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, in case you guys are just catching up on the show or you're cutting late, we want to just, again, shout out uh, head coach for the Lady Rebels, Lindy uh, LaRock, who was on. You can welcome to watch the replay. You can go to our YouTube page and watch the full episode that we post later this this evening, um, as well as remind you about the UNLV Lady Rebels have their Halloween Spooktacular, which will be this Saturday at the Cox Pavilion from 5 to 7. 5 to 7 is like the events, the trunk or treat. Hang with the Lady Rebels in costume. And and Lindy made it clear, feel free to wear your costumes. It is Halloween. Let's get out there and enjoy it. And then six to seven will be the practice for the ladies inside Cox with Lindy. We can get to kind of see, get your first eyes on the team and see how they're looking. So again, big shout out to them. Make sure you get out and see these ladies. As much as you rep for these aces and you love these aces, go support these Lady Rebels because they have also won back-to-back -back championships. They sure the, are. The they about that action, so go check them out. Hello. Hello. And um, that's it for us. Another great Wednesday, another great show, and uh, we'll catch you sometime next week. Yes. <laughs> have a spooky, uh, safe time for Halloween. Yes. Enjoy your Halloween, for sure. Yes. All right, y'all. Have, have a great week. We'll see you next time. All right. We out.